you like to partake of this forbidden fruit? Is it good? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, welcome to the first episode of Masks Off with Elder Robinson. We're so excited to, to have you here. Thank you for joining us. We have a special guest speaker today, Sister Guzman. Would you like to, to introduce yourself? I'm Sister Bryn Guzman from Northern Idaho and happy to be here in Texas. <laughs> okay, there we go. Absolutely awesome. Love it. Texas is a little different than Idaho. Way different. Yeah, way different. It, uh, it's warmer, although today is really cold. <laughs> it's 60, yeah. what is it, 67 degrees, and that yeah. feels really cold. Oh, yeah. So a warm day in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> right, short. Exactly. All right, so today's topic is going to be the, for, uh, the fall of Adam and Eve. So we're going to talk about a little bit about why that happened, um, what's good about it, what's bad about it, and what we do and don't like from it. Um, but first, um, what we want to do, the first question is, is going to be um, for Sister Guzman. And basically what we're going to do is we'll just have a little dialogue about it, just share some, some opinions, share what we've learned, and then we'll, we'll just go from there. But uh, Sister Guzman, the fall of Adam and Eve, why did it happen? Why did it have to happen? Uh, the fall was absolutely necessary for our progression here and also for our existence here, mainly. That's probably the first and foremost thing is for our existence to, to even be here on the earth. Yeah. So they couldn't, they couldn't have just like had kids while they were in the garden? No. Like we they... couldn't have just lived forever in paradise? Adam was too busy naming all the animals. He didn't really have time to think about anything else. No, I mean, that's why, um, I mean, we'll probably get into that a little bit later, but um, that's why it had to be a Adam and Eve. It couldn't be just Adam, Adam. It couldn't be just Eve. It was the two of them to fall together and to, more importantly, progress together. Right. So. Yeah, that's great. So they really didn't have any any knowledge uh, in the garden. They were they were innocent, as the scriptures describe it. They didn't uh, know right from wrong, and so they had to partake of the fruit so that they could become mortal. And what what came with mortality? Um, what were they all of a sudden subject to because of that? The natural man or Satan, um, temptation, um, everything. Yeah. Everything that we experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great. Um, and so, Elder Ellsbury, we, we talked a little bit about, um, like, why knowledge was important. Um, what, did, what became of, of their knowledge? So, they get kicked out of the Garden of Eden, right? They're done. They messed up. Um, what do they do in mortality now that they're out of the Garden? Probably panic a little bit, not going to lie. I mean, it, they just got ejected from a place of paradise and essentially told to wander the earth and uh, continue existing with no real guidance outside of that. But beyond that, there's a scripture in the Book of Mormon, and it talks about how they rejoiced when they came out of the garden. They realized what they had, how much knowledge and how much, like, essentially growth they could have from here on out. And even Adam are both absolutely losing their minds, just frolicking in the fields, if you will, of this pre of this. Uh, mortal existence and I don't know it was a period of discovery and they enjoyed it a lot yeah that's great I think a lot about um, 
that, that kind of leads into our next question, which is something we, we've thought a lot about, a lot of people give a lot of thought to, and that's, is Eve to blame? Is Eve the bad guy? Why does everybody look at me? What do we think? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No particular reason. Well, do, you want, do you want to tackle that question? Or? Gosh, you know, this is, this is a difficult question, and it's one that I've wrestled with a little bit, and, but have kind of come to um, a unique, I guess, perspective on it, if you will. Um, I, I just kind of believe that this is one of the beautiful examples <clears throat> of why men and women are different and why, why we have such unique, innate differences in our lives. So women um, kind of have maybe uh, an innate ability to see the big picture and to kind of understand a little bit the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end. And, and maybe it's not to say that Adam was dumb, it's not to say that he wasn't, you know, smart or anything. It's actually the opposite, that he was extremely um, faithful, extremely faithful. And it's not to say that Eve wasn't. Um, but I think it's such a great example of why men and women think differently and why that's okay. Um, Eve, Eve saw, I think, the big picture and was okay with that and took that to Adam and discussed that with him. And is it good for man to be alone? You know, the whole thing. And it just kind of unfolds before your eyes and, and Adam eventually sees, and that's fine. It's normally pretty standard in, in most conversation where they're like, oh, the devil tricked Eve into going mm -hmm. and partaking of the fruit. She was bamboozled, befuddled, if you will. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, she saw the bigger picture, just like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. She partook of it and then she went to Adam and was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. We have work to do. Yeah. And Adam, I think it's also a great example of um, dynamics between, you know, um, husband and wife, too. Mm -hmm. That two different perspectives can still come together to form a forward progression. Yeah, exactly. I always love that level of trust. Mm -hmm. he just, yeah. He, he hesitates for a second because he's like, we're going against the commandments of the Lord. And then he's like, I know, but it's for the best. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a very... Um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting thing because a lot of people would ask, well, why, why did she have to sin? Why did, why did any of them have to do that? Well, then that goes back to our original question, our existence. And God had a plan. This, this was a big plan, and this was a very small part, but very important part of the bigger plan. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned like the big picture. I think we know that they were given two commandments in the garden, right? First and foremost was, hey, don't eat that tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fruit. Well, oh yeah, the fruit. Don't the eat the tree. tree. <laughs> I don't think eating the tree would be a good idea either. Delicious <laughs> fiber nutrients. Exactly. So God says, "Hey, don't eat from the fruit of that tree." Uh, but it's given to you to choose whether or not you want to. And then the other one was multiply and replenish the earth, and that was a hard. You have to. And they couldn't have had one without the other, right? So, like you said, you talked about the big picture. I think that it's important to note that if they, if they hadn't done that, then they wouldn't have completed the more important commandment, the one where they weren't given an option. You know, God said, you know, I still wouldn't like for you to do this. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt. Um, but you can choose. The other one, he said, multiply and replenish the earth. 
Like, you have to do that. And so they had to figure out a way to do that. And they obviously didn't know how to do that in the garden. And so it was quite necessary for them to get kicked out, per se. So Eve, Eve's not the bad guy in this situation. Uh, absolutely not. Um, I think it's important to note, like you talked about, Sister Guzman, the, the importance of, of being different, and that's okay. I think that society has lost a lot of that today. Um, where, you know, not necessarily to get into anything political, but just that, um, that like being different is not okay, that everybody should be equal, that we should all be able to do the same things. And uh, while we absolutely believe that man and, and woman are equal, we do have different divine roles. And I think that um, society has kind of lost that view of, hey, it's okay that we can do different things and that we can excel at different things, right? So that's important to know. I think it's important to know that, that we have just divine destinies that God has given us to, to fulfill and achieve. And part of that is just being happy with, with who we are. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I, I found interesting and I learned from one of my uh, good friends was that in, in specifically ancient times and more specifically Hebrew, whatever is created second is more important than what was created first. It's pure. It's like the finalized version. So Adam was created of the dust of the earth, right? But Eve was created from Adam. So if anything, and the way it was explained to me, is she's like a refined version of Adam. Woman is... You're earning brownie points now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But it's, it, it's literally what, what it was. It was that man came first, not because they were better or superior, as some people like to say. It was a step in the eternal plan that God laid out. It was a was the next step, mm -hmm. not the worst step. She was, right. if anything, almost a better step. Yeah, you can really spin it, you know, but... Um... I've never heard somebody's perspective on it like that. That's really interesting. I'm more refined. I'm going to tell my husband that next time. Okay. <laughs> I'm more refined. There you go. I don't know if he would agree. Use that but... to win any argument. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So let's talk a little bit about the, the benefits and the consequences of the fall. Um, what was good about the fall? What was bad about the fall? Elder Ellsbury, you want to you wanna tackle this one first? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um... I think there's an important clarification in the idea of sin, because the Lord commanded that Adam and Eve would not take part of the fruit. They would not gain that knowledge. He said, don't do that, but also do this. If anything, it's like there's a contradiction there, a, a fundamental requirement that they had to fulfill both ways at the same time. And then obviously Lucifer seemed to agree with the idea that it was a sin and that God didn't want it to happen because he tried to tempt them into doing it. He said, partake of this fruit. It's what needs to happen next. Do it. You'll gain eternal knowledge and become like God. But at the same time, in a way, it's required. It's necessary. The fall was something that gave us this. Without the fall, Adam and Eve don't progress as they were intended, and the world doesn't become the way that it is, which we know is a part of God's plan anyway. So I think it's a good thing, fundamentally. It was the next step, just as I was saying. First comes Adam, then comes Eve, and then comes their, their progeny, all of their children. And none of that happens unless they make that first initial sin. There's a scripture that I love to death, 2 Nephi 2.25. It 
Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. That's the whole point of it. Nothing that they did was inherently wrong. It was necessary. Right. I but on, yeah, well, I was going to say, but on the flip side, you know, the, the bad part about that is being, uh, having our spirit body and our physical body put together. And so what, what happens with that? So we become this carnal-minded human being. And with that becomes, uh, you know, we become susceptible to temptation and to everything, good, bad. Yeah. You know, it's it's the everything. I read somewhere that um, that everything has its opposite, and it used the tree of life as the knowledge, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, as the opposite um, from the tree of life. And I kind of love that because it was just everything really does have its opposite, and I think that if we're talking about benefits and things that are not benefits from the fall, that's the biggest one to me is that we're susceptible to sin, but we're also susceptible to incredible progression and success in so many different ways, spiritually. Exactly. Just like you were talking about, we gained those carnal desires and that's what we gained. We gained a body because of the, like the tree of knowledge. We gained all of that, all the Mm -hmm. pains that come from this life. But at the same time, the potential, like even Christ, a perfect being, had to come down and live a perfect life in order to be able to ascend to the highest plane possible. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to do as well. We're essentially just coming down here to learn, to grow, and to become the best people we can be. Yeah. Right. I think think it's interesting, too, you know, we, we talk about consequences and... I mean, the worst thing that happened to Adam and Eve as a result of eating of the fruit of the tree is they got kicked out of the garden, right? Mm-hmm. And, this beautiful yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, they became it's subject paradise. to stuff. But I mean, what would it happen? Like, the, what would the consequence be if they had decided to partake of the fruit of the tree of life instead and just live in the garden forever? You know, like we never would have showed up. Like that's a much farther reaching eternal consequence than here, you're, you're in the earth now. <laughs> like, yeah. You got to suffer a little bit. Like you're out of this beautiful place where we provide literally everything for you. <laughs> like they just kind of had to, I think that's a much smaller consequence than the multitudes of God's spirit children, not getting a body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, I think to note too, that, I mean, he, God knew the plan from the beginning. As soon as they, they ate of the tree, uh, ate of the fruit of the tree, uh, he, what was the first thing he said, you know, was they like, look, they've become like us. Like, that's interesting that I've, I feel like the Bible includes that because a lot of people, I think God knows good from evil. Mm-hmm. Christ knows good from evil. Um, when they ate of the fruit of that tree, therefore they knew good from evil. <laughs> and so they became, you know, similar to, to God and to Heavenly Father. And so it wasn't like it was this disastrous thing that God freaked out about you know of course you know he came down and said well why did you do that but I think it was less of a you know why did you do that yeah and more of a hmm let's see if they can reason for themselves why they did that yeah yeah he comes down and he, he isn't like the vengeful father that comes to purge and flame but if anything he's just more questioning about it when things go wrong in this mortal earth especially in the Old Testament the Lord sends someone to go, what are you doing? <laughs> like, honestly, what are you doing? But with Adam and Eve, it was more just, why do you hide yourself from me? What are you so afraid of? Why did you make that choice? And yeah. Well, why are a, you hiding? 
Well, and as a parent, <laughs> totally. I mean, as a parent, I think of all the times my kids do something and I walk in there and I go, what are you doing? You nothing. know, uh, yeah, nothing. And I don't, I don't want a nothing answer. I want them to reason through it. Yeah. I want them to understand why they made the choice that they did and them to come to a realization. I feel like it's more powerful that way. Yes. And they learn way more. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely a lot of things you can liken that, that scenario to for sure. If you catch the kid with his hand in the cookie jar, you can help them learn from the experience instead of just being like, you're wrong, go to your yeah. room. Yeah. And not necessarily that getting the cookies is bad either. Oh yeah. Like Cookies are good. Cookies are good. <laughs> yeah. It's just there's a time and a place for cookies. Absolutely. There's a limit to the number of cookies. We need to pray before we eat the cookie. Right, exactly. And yeah. <laughs> there are steps involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely think it was less of a, like, um, you know, you're you screwed up i'm ticked and more of a okay let's learn from this yeah uh, because that's exactly what they could do after eating the fruit was learn <laughs> yeah they rejoice after they leave the garden not before like the full understanding hits them and well it, they knew no joy because they knew no sor- sorrow right in the exactly. garden right so they it makes sense that that would happen after yeah mm-hmm. i I can kind of just envision them in the garden, like God catches them and they're like, dang it. And then they leave and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this is so bad, guys. We're going to have to go hunting gathering. <laughs> <laughs> can no longer pick fruit for our entire existence. They have a, tr- they have a PTSD experience when they see a tree. Right. <laughs> so now that we've kind of established a little bit of, of what's good and bad about the fall, bad, obviously, we're... We're subject to some pretty, some pretty sucky things. Uh, we talk about, you know, just the idea that we can die now, and not just from getting old, but anything in the world—accidents, disease, sickness, illness. Obviously, you know, sin, temptation—all of these things that that come with mortality. How do we get over that? Take it away. Well, there are many ways not to, uh, and Obviously. there's a lot of things that you can cope with those certain failings. A lot of people really struggle with that because this earth was what Adam and Eve were sent to. Like They exist here because of the choices that they made, and as such, the way to solve those kind of eternal problems that Adam and Eve fell, they left. You can't solve that eternal choice with things that you find in this fallen world. There's only one real way to ascend beyond that, and that's with something that's perfect. And I'm, y- y'all can tell what I'm leading up to, but it's it's the it's Christ. It's His atonement. It's the fact that the only reason why we're even given a chance to go home—well, actually, no—we're confirmed to be able to go home, to be able to overcome the fall because of His atonement. It's infinite. It's eternal, and He loves us. And nothing on the earth. Nothing that we can find here can even come close. All right. Sister Guzman, what has Christ's atonement done for you? You know, if we were, we could spend a whole segment just on the atonement. It's hard <laughs> yeah, to, to really like narrow anything about the atonement down to a three-minute conversation, right? But, um, you know, the atonement, a lot of people are like, well, what is it? How do you use it? And where do you get it? Do you just go buy it at the store? Do you, where do you get it? Um, and one of the things that um, I have always tried to live my life by is the Spirit. And I know that as 
I personally live my life by the Spirit, that I am in a place that allows me to be healed, that allows me to be comforted, um, strengthened through Christ. And um, I have to take the time to recognize that so that I recognize where that power and where that strength comes from. And I, that's absolutely how the atonement has affected my life, is being able to, it, it's not just when I sin or do something wrong, it's when I've experienced pain, hurt, grief, any of that, which everybody does. And it, it transforms our lives through all of that. Right. That's great. That's a wonderful answer. Alrighty. Well, at the end of every segment, we like to have whoever is being interviewed bear their testimony for the camera. So now we are going to ask Sister Guzman to, to bear her testimony for us. Um, I absolutely loved uh, discussing the fall with everyone today because if there's one thing that I have a rock-solid foundation of, it's the plan of salvation. Um, I've experienced tremendous grief in my life with the loss of my mother and brother, and I know without a doubt that the plan of salvation is real and that uh, it is completely tangible. Um, I know without a doubt that this gospel is true. It is one of those things that um, that I have had to recognize in my life um, and that it has been a strength for me in my life. Um, I'm absolutely grateful for my family, for my immediate family and both extended family. And I, I know that families are forever. I always tell my husband if I wasn't a member of the church and somebody came up to me and said that, that my family could be sealed for time and all eternity, that that might have been enough for me. Um, I am 100% grateful for that knowledge and for the opportunity that we have to learn and grow and develop here on the earth. And I'm so grateful for Adam and Eve and for the opportunity that they um, gave us to come here, to have a body, to learn, to grow, um, to struggle, and to find those strengths, him, <laughs> um, to find Christ, um, to help us through anything that, that, anything that we go through in this life. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you all for joining us today. We hope that we're able to provide a little more sunshine in your soul today and have a great week, everybody. Mm -hmm.